The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help! I need somebody! Help! Not just anybody! Help! You know I need someone! Help! Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to episode 281 of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. Our topic today is starting an internet radio station by and for people living with blindness. For far too long, people with challenges created by disabilities have struggled to get their abilities recognized. Now at last, recognition of the value of abilities is growing. It's growing partly because of improvements in attitudes in society. It's growing partly because of improvements in opportunities for employment. And it's growing partly because people are helped in overcoming challenges by things we call workarounds. Workarounds include electronic communication devices for working around challenges to hearing, seeing, and sensing things that are harmful. And Workarounds include internet radio, a new and fast-growing form of communication for communities confronting the challenges of disabilities, a workaround that enables them to get their voices heard and listened to, and it's an especially important workaround in the continuing struggles to get abilities fully recognized, which is why our topic today, starting an internet radio station by and for people living with blindness, is so important. To discuss it, our guests are Melanie Taddeo and Jerry Ford. Melanie, at the age of 21, suffered a massive stroke that left her completely paralyzed on her left side and legally blind. After years of therapy, she was able to regain her independence and go on to become the very first legally blind teacher to graduate in Ontario, Canada as a certified special education teacher. She's a passionate advocate with 10 years experience in program development, fundraising, community outreach, volunteer management and public speaking. She founded Connect for Life, that's the word connect with the numeral for and then life the word, because of her personal experience of the lack of programs that promote independence for people with disabilities. She made it her goal to help empower others to achieve their dreams despite the challenges they face. Jerry, Jerry grew up in a small city in southwestern Ontario, which he says in the 1960s was full of opportunities for everyone. Then at age 28, what he calls his storybook life was severely affected by the onset of multiple sclerosis. 36 Years later, he continues the daily fight to maintain his quality of life. 
And what a life it has been so far, he says, with the tension caused by sharing his body with a monster. So he celebrates every sacred moment and he looks to the future full of hope. Hope lives in everyone, often hidden, he says. And he adds that many hopes intertwined create a safety net and that his own safety net is several people deep. So welcome to the show, Melanie and Jerry. Thank you very much for having me. Now, Melanie, first question for you. Please tell us more about your life, career, and your experience with blindness. Melanie? Sure. Thank you very much, Gordon. So, as you said, at the age of 21, I was in my fourth year of university, and I was started studying visual art, which is the big pun, of course, because um, the stroke left me completely paralyzed and left side and, and legally blind. But my dream had always been to be a teacher. And I, you know, was determined to become a teacher. Everything I had done in my past had been to be a teacher, volunteer work, etc. So after all the rehab and I got my independence back, that dream still burned in me and I became the first legally blind teacher to graduate in Ontario. So after that, I had many careers uh, in different fields, um, but nothing that helped me make a difference. I did some teaching here and there, but nothing that was helping individuals with disabilities. So I started to create a program that I ran at the Connect Learning Center for three years from 2010 to 2013 and, you know, was able to teach individuals with disabilities life skills to help them become independent. So it was the first step towards my ultimate goal, which is Connect for Life. Right. Now, Jerry, over to you. Please tell us more about your life, career, and your experience with multiple sclerosis. Jerry? Well, with multiple sclerosis, it's disease that erodes their life over time. So I started off at the age of 28 with uh, multiple sclerosis that nobody could see. By the time I was 40, I was walking with a cane. By the time I was 50, I was in a wheelchair, electric wheelchair, and so on. So my life continued to implode, if you like, uh, as time went on. And opportunities tended to evaporate. So as a result, I was able to rechannel myself, if you like, into opportunities that could exploit where I could exploit the training I had. Being a chartered accountant and uh, having graduated before I wound up with the disease was a significant advantage because in the disability community, there are not that many professionals with disabilities. So when you've got a professional designation, there's something there for you. There's opportunities, and I was able to exploit those opportunities all the time. Right. Now, Melanie, back to you. Please tell us about your work with Connect for Life. Melanie? Sure. So we founded Connect for Life in 2012, and we became a registered charity just recently this past year. So we've been working hard at developing the programs and services that we're going to be serving. And we're going to be launching on February 27th of this year. We're very excited about that. Now, you say you're very excited about that. What exactly is the launch going to be of? Okay, so the launch is going to be a a place where we can celebrate um, 
Connect for Life is basically going to be empowering individuals and helping individuals with disabilities access education and training programs. And that can be just so that it helps them become more independent. So we're going to be talking about the different programs we're going to be offering, the advocacy and referral, our training centers, which will have three programs of life skills training, job readiness training, and our most recent one, the radio broadcasting training center. Right. Now, Jerry, please tell us about your work as a chartered accountant and particularly the work, your work as it involves serving the not-for-profit sector. Jerry? Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, by the time I was in my mid-30s, there was a, an opportunity arose for a service for disabled people that, would it, that I could be involved in. And so myself and a lawyer... Um, who was affected by these diseases as well, put together but the first not-for-profit, and then we went ahead and turned it into a charity situation that I'd been involved with. So that set the tone, if you like, because it became very apparent there was a huge need for a lot of smaller charities, smaller not-for-profits that serve people that were left out of the loop of the uh, big organizations because there's a lot of disabilities that aren't covered by the major bigger organizations that are out there, service organizations. So in that I guess, 30 years that have transpired now, uh, I've dealt with numerous charities, uh, helping them become charities, helping them adhere to the rules, by helping them succeed, helping them get financing and funding, develop programs, the whole spectrum. It's just been a real roller coaster ride that's been ecstatic, ecstatically rewarding. Now, I'm going to go back to Melanie. You mentioned that a lot of your life was involved or was still involving teaching. Please tell us about the teaching aspects of your work with Connect for Life. How does teaching enter that picture? Melanie? Okay, so the teaching is actually a huge component of it because when working with individuals with disabilities, everybody's needs are unique. So somebody with vision loss may require some accommodations, whether it's the software they use or large print or braille. But an individual that may have a learning disability or an invisible disability may just need a different learning technique. So the teaching becomes very hands-on and one-on-one or small groups. So it's very great. You can have a wonderful program, but unless the individuals are benefiting from the teaching styles and the attention to detail, it may not run as smoothly as possible. So my teaching experience and working with individuals with disabilities gets the opportunity to do that with Connect for Life. Jerry, back to you. Talking about chartered accountants, um, I, many of us understand the work of a chartered accountant as looking after the finances of an organization. But does it also involve things like advice on fundraising and that sort of thing? Jerry? Well, when you're a chartered accountant, you find that you get drawn into all kinds of different areas in business. Um, Fundraising becomes one of it, whether it be for capital or for corporations or for not-for-profits. So 
your role as the financial person, think of it as a financial resource person or an administrative resource person, your role there then gets pulled into the directions that are needed to fill the gaps within corporations, within businesses, within not-for-profits, within charities. So you become kind of an elastic band or kind of a silly putty that gets used to plug all the holes. Consequently, your experience base broadens very quickly, and it uh, becomes an incredibly interesting, interesting area. Now, back, just carry on, Jerry. I'm just going to say it goes far beyond the, the simple crunching of numbers and dealing with actual bank uh, bank accounts. Right, uh, Jerry. I just want to explore. One aspect of being a chartered accountant, this is a, a registered profession, isn't it, in the way that, you know, my erstwhile profession, medicine, was a registered profession. That is to say, you're held to professional standards. Is that right, Jerry? That's no question. Right. And Melanie, when you were a teacher, you were a member of a registered profession where you were held to professional standards. That's right, isn't it? Absolutely, and I still am. Yes, I'm... Um, I wonder if you were a member of a profession, do you see a special profession emerging for the kind of work you're going to be doing in teaching for Connect for Life? Absolutely. I do think so because the individuals that are going to be training and teaching our clients have come from various backgrounds. You know, they have the knowledge and the the qualifications to work with individuals with disabilities to meet their needs, but also from different professions, whether it's an employment background, a life skills coach, or uh, in our new case, the broadcasting field. So I think there'll definitely be a need because everybody has to be accountable for their actions and for the excellence that they're performing and providing our clients. Right. Good. Now, talking of providing. Um, this is the point at which we have to take a short break. Um, we've been talking about financial things, and I often say this is where we have to pay the rent. So this is Dr. Gordon Adley, and my guests are Melanie Taddeo and Jerry Ford. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio. Please stay with us. We will be back. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's D-O-C, the letter G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week, Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite, Melanie Taddeo and Jerry Ford. Our topic is starting an internet radio station by and for people living with blindness. Now, let's talk more about Connect for Life, starting with you, Melanie. Please tell us about, first of all, the charitable status of Connect for Life and some more about the services that either you're providing now or that you're going to provide. Melanie? Okay, great. Thank you. So, yes, we were granted charitable status in June of this past year in 2013, so we're really excited about that. As I said, we're going to be having some training programs, the first one being our life skills training program. So it's individualized training on life skills that we take for granted, cooking, cleaning, literacy, numeracy, computer skills, things that help you become independent. And the second one will be a job readiness program, which will help individuals with a variety of disabilities learn about you know, searching for a job, you know, creating resumes, that sort of thing, and also discussing challenges that they may face when applying for a job with a disability and how do they overcome that. And the third one being our broadcast training center. And this is where individuals will learn about broadcasting and actually help us with um, our radio station, Voices for Ability, and help us with putting on our programs that we'll be running. Right, great. Now, Jerry, still with you on the financial matters, please tell us how a charity like, like Connect for Life raises the funds it needs to deliver its services. How is that money raised? Jerry? Well, as a charity, it has the ability to raise funds in almost any way, uh, although those processes are, are regulated. Um, as an example, you can run raffles, silent raffles, silent auctions, uh, all the kinds of things that you see within small communities or within community settings are legitimate and quite right. Rightfully, the product of fundraising fundraising tools that can be used. These kinds of tools, however, provide relatively small money. Um, You will run a raffle and you might make $10,000, that sort of thing. But uh, there are a number of other things that can be done. For example, get a corporate sponsor, and if you get a corporate sponsor, a major corporate sponsor, they could be funding you for a couple of hundred thousand dollars. We can go to philanthropy. Philanthropists, and this is a whole separate 
criteria, if you like. These are people with a large amount of money want to put the money to, pur to purposeful use, serving the community, making life better for the world. These philanthropists have their own set of rules, their own criteria. They're very, very good at what they do. They evaluate organizations and decision on funding. And the amounts that can be raised there are almost without limit. Uh, depending on the charity, upon the need, on the effectiveness. Having said that, the latter two forms of funding generally are very intent on making sure that your charity becomes sustainable. They want to not simply have you as a money pit that they throw money into. They want to put their money to use in a way that is going to come out as a result of you being a charity that is effectively self-sustaining, able to maintain itself, maintain its integrity, maintain its viability. It's something that will continue to roll along very successfully on its own because it has the momentum. Now, that's something that's enormously important, isn't it, Jerry? Just quickly, that idea of sustainability, that means, in my crude language, being able to pay the rent all the time and pay it in such a way that all the services that are going to be provided uh, that are funded properly, people who work uh, for the charity, the employees receive their salaries, and at the same time, the services are, are of a very high level of value are delivered well. Um, so would it be fair to say, Jerry, just a quick answer to this, that raising money for a charity like uh, Connect for Life uh, is entirely possible, but at the same time a challenge. Is that right? Oh, yes. It's uh, very doable, but it, is, it does take work. We have to make sure the story is put together properly. We have to approach people intelligently. We have to approach them with integrity and effectively convince them that we are people that are standing behind what we're talking about. Right. Now, Melanie, I want to direct you, my question to Voices for Ability Radio, which, as we know, is, has been started by you within Connect for Life. Mm -hmm. So please tell us about Voices for Ability Radio and the services it will provide for people living with blindness. Melanie? Okay, absolutely. So Voices for Ability is a radio station, an internet radio station that will give individuals with a disability a voice, a different way to be able to be heard for us to provide resources for individuals. Our programs will provide a variety of different topics and issues, disability-related, so that it provides a different uh, resource in a different type of medium, but also give us the opportunity to highlight and spotlight individuals with disabilities that have overcome challenges and that, you know, perhaps have an like a musical background or have helped in their community, just to recognize the good that people with disabilities are contributing to their communities. And hopefully we'll be able to help them with the training um, aspect of it, giving them the connections they may need 
And then, of course, the training program for the broadcasting will empower them for their confidence and the tools to help them realize that they, too, can contribute and get a job, whether it's in the broadcasting field or something different, just to feel empowered and feel confident in themselves. We're talking right now with uh, the resources, using the resources of Voice America, which is uh, the world's largest internet uh, radio service. Um, Do you see organizations like Voice America hiring people who you've trained, people who are living with blindness, people you've trained to work in internet radio? Is that what you would see, Melanie? Absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely think so. I think that despite anybody's challenges, if they can do the job just as well, maybe they do it a little bit differently, whether they're using accommodated equipment, um, but they can definitely be doing that. I know that even in some of the the big name radio stations as well as Caregivers Unite or Voice America, they hire individuals for internships with disabilities. But the whole thing is we want it to become the norm, the regular, just so everybody sees everybody as equal and not the disability. They see their abilities. Right. Good. Now, Jerry, the, this is an ambitious, uh, a, a visionary work on the part of Melanie and Connect for Life and the Voices for Ability Radio. Please tell us about the capabilities that Voices for Ability Radio will need to deliver the services Melanie's described so she could can fulfill her mission and her vision. Jerry? Well, there's a large infrastructure that's needed to deliver these kinds of programs. And it ranges everything from bricks and mortar to methods of transportation to get people from wherever they are to the area that you're teaching. In effect, you need a facility. You need a facility that provides all of the necessary accommodations that are there. And given the variety of disabilities that are going to be present, even though we're focusing on blindness, as Melanie has pointed out, blindness goes often with other things. So this is going to require an investment of time and money to develop this facility and the infrastructure. And when I say infrastructure, it's not just the walls and the washrooms, that sort of thing. It's the communication system, the uh, ability to use a lunchroom, these kinds of things. All of this is going to cost money. time. So when we look at those, the easy thing then from an accounting point of view or a finance point of view to pull back and say, things cost money. We have to enter into a lease. How much is that lease going to be? How long is the lease going to be? And so on. You can then extrapolate the kind of financial commitment that is necessary to develop this dream to make this dream come true. Once we do that, that's part of the process that we are currently involved with it, is effectively coming up with what our funding needs would be so that we can fulfill this mandate that, that, uh, men, that Melanie has described, and it's a very ambitious one. But it's not too ambitious because it's something that's sorely, sorely needed. The mandate that we will achieve, will fill, 
will identify all of the infrastructure that's necessary, and we will find the money for it. I just want a quick supplementary with you, Jerry, and that is this. These times are difficult financially, and we're talking about January 2014. Maybe things are brightening up a little bit, but they're still difficult financial times. Do you think that's going to be an addition to the challenge that you face in this, that Connect for Life faces uh, in raising the money it needs, Jerry? Oh, yes. Uh, the economic climate certainly has an impact on your ability to raise funds. Um, however, that depends on the sector that you're, you're dealing with. For example, if you're going to raffles, public things, uh, silent auctions, so on, where the public is involved, we find there's a reticence because the public just doesn't have enough money to pass around these things. However, some of the sponsors are struggling for ways to get their, their or the potential sponsors are struggling for ways to get their name in front of eyes, have people see their name around. That's called advertising. That uh, is something that's very important, something that happens to be evaporating because of the uh, relative eclipse of television. Television is falling into fine. Advertisers are finding that they're spending their money for nothing, so they're looking for alternative ways. Sponsorship is one that's become very, very popular, one that I think is going to be important for us here. Right. Very good. Now, I'm going to stop you there because, once again, we're up against the time where we need to take the break, so we'll do it now. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guests are Melanie Taddeo and Jerry Ford. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio. Please stay with us. We will be back. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's D-O-C, the letter G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week. Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Melanie Taddeo and Jerry Ford. Our topic is starting an internet radio station by and for people living with blindness. Now let's talk about the things that you will need that is, I'm talking to Melanie and I'm talking um, also to Jerry to do and have done for Voices for Ability Radio. So starting with you, Melanie, please tell us about the support you and your staff will need so that they can deliver the services, especially the teaching that you plan for Voices for Ability Radio. Absolutely. So obviously, as Jerry's touched upon, and I'm sure he'll discuss more, is financing and the funding. We need the equipment and not just the broadcasting equipment, but also the accessibility accommodated assistive devices. So that could be software such as JAWS or ZoomText. It could be Dragon, naturally speaking. It could be any sort of physical software or hardware that will help the individuals that require the extra assistance, as well as the training for the staff and volunteers to ensure that we provide seamless education training opportunities for them. Will there be any residential component of the courses that you're you're, um, planning to offer, Um, or will everybody each morning have to travel in for classes? Melanie? It would be a day program, um, mainly because of the location where we're going to be situated is an office building, so there's no room for residential, but that doesn't mean that the future could not hold possibilities. I always like to be optimistic that there's always room for growth. Right. Okay. Now, I want to ask Jerry, it's the same line of questioning, what Tell us more about the technology that will be needed to deliver the services Melanie plans for Voices for Ability Radio. Please tell us about those. Jerry? Well, the technology that's required is functionally state-of-the-art with respect to the disability community. It's um, things that you would find in a rehabilitation center, new technology that's being developed on a regular basis by organizations like Tetra, which have done a wonderful job. This technology is critical to people functioning in in the modern world. And, of course, Melanie's programs are geared to allow them to function in in the very modern world on the cutting edge. So it's going to require technology 
that is proven but not necessarily widely available at this point in time. I refer, for example, to things like uh, voice technology, uh, hearing technology, the various things that they have, the, the options that are available for utilizing. The options that are available that can be probably best exemplified by giving you a one very concrete example. Are you familiar with Google's new eyewear? Google has, a, has developed a pair of glasses that in the, frame, the frames of the glasses, you have all kinds of options. These options and these glasses offer about $600 at the present time. These options include everything from video being able to be broadcast to TV, all of the uh, audio components you want, both listening and speaking. These kinds of technologies are things that are going to really revolutionize the, the studio, the home audio, the home studio, the ability of people to communicate. And that's the kind of thing that we have to be on the cutting edge of, looking at bringing this technology to bear in a cost-effective way so that it maximizes the benefit of these programs. So just, just to summarize very quickly back to you, leading edge training, teaching and training requires not quite leading edge, but certainly the most modern of technology and devices so that the students can be taught on up-to-date things and things that are actually coming into use. Now, Melanie, I want to go to you now to ask about your plans for publicizing the services that Voices for Ability Radio will provide. How are you going to get that me those messages out to the broader public in North America uh, what you're going to be doing and why it matters. What are your plans for that? Melanie? Okay. Thanks, Jerry, so much, Gordon. We, um, we've already got a Facebook page up. As you know, social media is an excellent way to communicate with the public, but also opportunities to have interviews like this one on Caregivers Unite is a great way to get the public knowing about what's going on, as well as we are going out and speaking with different uh, community agencies and organizations where our clients will be found, as well as just educating everybody. So any networking opportunities, that sort of thing, getting it out there. And then again, our launch at the end of February is going to be where our official kickoff is going to be. And then, of course, with the Voices for Ability Radio is publicizing it on that and connecting it with other you know radio stations and that sort of thing. Just word of mouth, truly. The disability community is a small one, and once somebody finds something they're really liking, then they talk about it. And so word does spread very quickly, which we're excited about. Um, this radio show that you're broadcasting on now is listened to across North America, but also in the UK, for example. Now, supposing somebody gets in touch with you, Melanie, from the UK and says, we want to do the same thing that you guys are doing. Um, will you help us? What would your response be, Melanie? Well, absolutely. I'm, I've, 
as I learn, I'd be happy to share all my information. I do know that there is an internet radio station for individuals with disabilities in Wales, in fact. So my first step would say talk to them as well because they've been around a while. But any information that I would share, I would definitely let them know anything that I've learned, but also point them in your direction, Gordon, because you've been a wealth of knowledge for me as well. Right. So in other words, this really should become uh, an international activity because, and this is a thing I often say, whereas we have different healthcare systems from, that vary from country to country and different ways of dealing with particular types of problems, the fact of the matter is that the various problems that cause loss of vision occur in every society and they are all the same regardless of which society you live in, which makes a very strong argument for this sort of international cooperation that you've just been talking about. Now, I want to uh, ask, uh, remind Jerry of something he said in the past segment, which is this question of financial stability or financial sustainability. Jerry, how is Voices for Ability Radio going to achieve what you term financial um, financial stability, um, financial sustainability. How is it going to do it? Jerry? Well, first, let's understand what financial sustainability means. That means that after a period of startup, you're able to generate enough revenue from knowledge sources and acceptable sources that you can pay all of your bills, have a little bit left over for the odd piece of equipment you need to buy, but effectively carry the weight and pay your staff and so on. So it's functionally running a household that is freaking even or better. How we achieve that stability is comes in many forms. In the first place, we're going to have user, user fees, and these user fees will be necessary because people are, in fact, coming to school, if you like, so there, there are going to be those things that are generated. We will be getting sponsorship numbers of dollars from uh, various sponsors that, in small amounts, I think, um, for particular programs because industries often like programs that serve their particular needs. There will also be... Uh, a lot of interest, I think, in the government, from the government's point of view, of taking people that are currently burdens on society, is the way they would put it. Uh, they're effectively the, the victims of a system that does not allow them to be properly employed, and so therefore they are reliant on public assistance. If they can be properly trained, they will move from that those public roles and out into the, into the world of making their own way. Those organizations, those agencies will contribute and have contributed to such programs in the past and will continue to do so to help fund them. In other words, they're paying their tuition. They're, they're undercutting the uh, cost of tuition to the to the actual person, they're paying a piece of it in exactly the same way the universities do with every student that goes through their gates. So 
those things combined will provide us with stability, I think, that is adequate to continue the operations at a, when we get to a particular level. Periodically, we will want to move to a different tier, if you like. We want to add a program or, or we will want to expand our operations, at which time we will go back to the original approach we've taken of finding additional sponsors, finding additional philanthropists, those kinds of sources to make sure that each tier that we develop into does not take away from the quality of the programs that are already being offered. Right. Now, I just want to have a quick question to Melanie. Um, you mentioned, Jerry, uh, what I interpreted to mean um, students pay for the education, the training they receive um, at um, Melanie's um, center. Melanie, do you see any difficulties with what Jerry called user fees? Any no, quick thoughts about that? I don't see any problems other than the fact that the government doesn't give as much funding as the clients may require you know, over a long period of time. That's why our program will be as accommodated as possible, as well as the length of the program will be. It won't be obviously a four-year program as a university would be, um, because the limit, the funds are limited for individuals with disability, and we we recognize that. Perfectly fair. Now we've come to the time where we we're going to take the break, so we'll do that now. This is Dr. Gordon Adderley, and my guests are Melanie Taddeo and Jerry Ford. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Radio. Please stay with us. We will be back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Save on your prescriptions with the RX Savings Plus drug discount card offered by Voice America. It is not insurance and discounts are only available from participating pharmacies, but 9 out of 10 pharmacies participate nationwide. Start saving today. Print your free card online at voiceamerica.rxsavingsplus.com or text the word talk radio to 96362. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to doc 
G at FamilyCaregiversUnite.org. That's D-O-C, the letter G, at FamilyCaregiversUnite.org. Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week, Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Melanie Tedio and Jerry Ford. Our topic is starting an internet radio station by and for people living with blindness. Now, let's talk about both of you, how far along you are now at the end of January 2014 and where you end, intend to be at the end of January 2015. So now, Melanie, we're talking, talking at the end of January 2014. How far along, in summary, are you in creating Voices for Ability Radio? Melanie? And we started the, the, the creating awareness. We have developed the program ideas and the sort of content we'd like to have on the radio station. We have developed a website um, that will be up and running shortly, and the goal is to be up live by the end of January. Um, the act, that's just the first step. Obviously, um, we're, we're in the process of finding a permanent home and then having the actual training program starting by September of this year. Right. Okay, now, Jerry, again, we're talking now at the end of January 2014. How far along are you, you know, the organization um, Connect for Life or the internet radio station Voices for Ability? um, How far along are you and they along in raising the funds that are needed really to get going? Jerry? Well, we're doing reasonably well, I think. to begin this kind of project, what you have to do is timeline the the, uh, the whole project and look at the funds to match it. Our timeline is by September 1st, we're up and running. So when you back up, we still have many months in there, and, and we've got operations for fundraising allocated as we go. So we will be doing different things. However, we're on track terms of looking at particular segments. For example, on sponsorships, I have already initiated discussion with a major corporation that would benefit, I think, from being a sponsor. I have, that's the kind of thing I would do directly. Um, I have had discussions with a CFRE. This is a certified Person, a person that's certified to as a fundraising specialist from uh, philanthropic sources, and I've had discussions with her about this. She has, in fact, drafted a proposal to me that we can look at. What she will do is uh, look at things in a in the in the kind of view that these philanthropic organizations require and in fact package that and almost invariably generate the money that we need from that source. So we've taken those kinds of steps to replace some of the smaller things we are in the process of discussing. Some of them have already been initiated. There are some minor donations already been made. 
We are going to be launching a fundraising program that consists of probably three, I think, uh, units, if you like, where we're going to be generating working capital that will allow us to get to that point where the philanthropic dollars, sponsorship dollars, are going to turn the, the lights on in the facility. Right. Now, at that point, I'm going to switch to Melanie and ask her this question. Melanie, what you intend, what do you intend to have achieved at the end of January 2015? That is a year on. What will you have achieved? Melanie? Well, the first session of classes will have finished. Uh, the radio station will be up and running. Our first 15 programs will have you know, started and been up and running, those individuals will have had an opportunity for an internship, and then they're going to be our voices as well. They're going to talk to new clients and then grow from there. You know, it's we want to have the first kind of, I guess, year of being, you know, working at all the kinks, making sure everything's running smoothly, making sure that people are aware that we exist and growing our, our listen a listenership and making sure that we're meeting the needs of the clients that we're serving and just seeing what other areas that we may have missed that we have to. So it's going to be a learning curve for sure. But at the end of 2015, I, I really just see hopefully that we've grown and that we're established and that perhaps we can even look at expansion. Very quickly. And also, in the nicest possible way, you're turning out trained students. Is that right? Absolutely, and hopefully getting them out there into the the world of employment and getting them connected with some opportunities that they can, you know, feel good about themselves and, you know, make a difference in the world. Right. Now, Jerry, over to you. Let's talk about who will benefit when Melanie achieves what she intends to have achieved at the end of Jan- January 2015. What will, well, it, who will benefit? By January uh, 2015, the organization will have been operating for five months. So in that five-month period, we will have probably trained something in the range of 40 or 50 people that with life skills and the kind of things they need to get out and pick up jobs that are uh, certainly adequate from their point of view and, and fit their capabilities. In addition, we will be 80% of the way or 90% of the way through the first class of people who are learning to be radio technicians because it's a six-month program and there will be 10 students in each program. So these will be getting very close to graduation of that group, which is very, very important because this is a seminal program that will set the new standards, if you like, for what's what's the growth that's going on in Internet radio. It's going to provide a large number of people doing a large variety of jobs. It's going to be something that's a bellwether, if you like. Now, at that point, I'm just going to um, make a request to Melanie and to Jerry, and that is when it comes to the first, the graduation of the first class, please invite me. I'd love to watch. I think it will be a great, great opportunity and a great, great um, occurrence to see 
what you've done, achieved in the graduating class. So please invite me. Absolutely, Gordon. You know you'll be at the top of the list. <laughs> Thank you very much. Now, I am, we've come, unfortunately, to the end of this uh, exciting episode with the exciting plans and the opportunities that are swirling in front of us that are going to be manifested by 2015 in a way that will help them to roll forward. So I want to say thank you to Melanie and to Jerry for talking about these things, telling us about your background, your experience, your insights, your advice, and also your visions and your skills. So all success to you and everybody else in this work you're doing. Thank you very to... much, Gordon. Great. Thank you. I want to say I want... thank you. Okay. I want to say thank you to our listeners. We'd like to hear your comments on this episode. And from our listeners, I'd like to hear about ideas for topics or if you're interested in being a guest on the show. Our next episode will be Community Initiatives in Caring for Children, Adolescents and Adults with Special Needs. Please join us. Same time, same spot on the Internet. Talk to you then. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again twice every week, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until the next show, we hope our programs help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.